0: Remarks, a place for chuckles and a podcast for the curious. Here, Rob and Lloyd attempt to teach you something new every week. And invariably <laughs> fall short. Over to
1: you, gentlemen.
0: Hi Lloyd. I am still taking che- charge. <laughs> I am shaking charge of decision. Ah, from Ocean. Awesome. <laughs> It never goes to plan. Like, no matter how hard I try and pretend to be
1: prepared. You, know? you didn't even pretend to me. I know we're not prepared.
0: I'm, pre- I'm looking at I have hundreds of
1: words in front of me. I, oh, thank God you said words. I was like, hundreds of lines? Podcasts. Notes? Paragraphs? <laughs> podcasts.
0: <laughs> hundreds of pictures of you when you were a baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting creepy. Uh, Cute. What? <laughs> no, you were a creepy baby, I recall <laughs> specifically, from these hundreds of pictures. <laughs> on Uh, my wall what what do you sup on for this what are we this is episode three of giggle mug season five there now everyone knows exactly why we're here and what we're doing
1: Ooh, sounds like a guinea to me i was i was looking at it longingly on my desk while we did our natural unrecorded pre-rehearsal banter yeah i I wanted it but i was saving the the crisp yeah you've got to get into the zone good good (sighs) ignoring is is it a guinea Uh, it is a guinness a guinness wonderful and It is early morning, but it's Saturday. It is. But did you get drinking last night?
0: Uh, I had a couple of pints.
1: Okay. Enough to not drink this morning? No. Or do you have some kind of strawberry pie whipped cream sour cake ale?
0: No, it's like the regular, it's called the All Day XPA.
1: (laughs) Mm. That I This is all day. Well, this is part of an all day. We're not doing this all day. Oh, we are. I have 25 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we were doing it for a few hours and then we might. 25, Lloyd. Did, did. What's the word I'm looking for? It might dissolve, disintegrate, go downhill. Denigrate? Is that a word? Or is that
0: just you trying to make it?
1: Denigrate sounds like something. It sounds like... (laughs) How great is it? It's denigrate. (laughs) It's very Scottish. (laughs) I (laughs) denigrate (laughs) me. (laughs) I (laughs) deni. Are we... Do you (laughs) have a distance? Not even going
0: to try? Do you have a distance? Let's get on with it uh you I'm just the- you're just you're just hanging on to that let's dive right into it see how long we can stretch this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got distance lloyd between us in our separate countries slash continents lives and existences is, is
1: hemispheres too hemispheres west <laughs> and north Hemis- oh like- the double hemi split double double hemi split yeah it's a classic
0: we're technically almost on is antipodes the word of the globe
1: yeah we um Boston is Perth's sister city in, in that word you said. I think there. if you if I dug straight through Boston, I would pop out like a little bit off the coast of Perth. Like like oddly close. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. I mean, we planned it. Made That's sure we met
0: someone it. from Boston and moved there. Yeah. It was all part of my plan. So we could have a podcast that stands the earth exactly. <clears>
1: that sounds like an empire, I'm... More
0: excited than I've ever been. Now there's two of us. Come on, Lloyd. All right, between us, shut up. Uh, <laughs> on this most giggle mugsy of Saturday mornings and and Friday nights on opposite parts of the world, there are exactly four million. No, yes, four
1: million two
0: hundred seventy-three thousand one hundred forty-two point eight six Jeep Cherokees from the early two thousands.
1: Between us. Ooh, yeah, solid Segway. Big fan. Not a big <laughs> fan must of Jeep be cool, Cherokees. Then. You don't like People, Jeep
0: Cherokee? I, um, I actually love the, like, 80s Jeep Cherokees.
1: Yeah, old school Jeeps, big fan. Like, Jeeps when they were, like, military Jeeps, and then there's, like, a couple cool old ones, but just don't like them out of principle. Really? Yeah, there's so many of them in the U.S., and they're ah. just, like, real plastic. And they make noise when you drive them because they're cheaply put together. And they give this, like, the Wrangler is like, look at us with, like, no doors and I it's all beachy. The but then you take it off-road and it's like, oh, shit, this actually sucks <laughs> off-road. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. This is for driving down, like, the beach strip. <laughs> so my
0: uh, the dimensions I used are because there are, like, many variations of the early 2000s Jeep Cherokee. I used oh. the average of the min and max length of the different variants in
1: 2001,
0: just for your information.
1: Oh, that's, that's quite thoughtful of you. Yeah, well done. I... It was. Yeah, you're right. I'm a hero. Hmm. Why, Lloyd? Why? What did you learn, and how is it related? I learnt that in 2007, a Scottish man kicked a terrorist so hard that he pulled a muscle in his foot. He kicked him so hard in the nuts, Lloyd. In the he nuts. Ca- oh, yeah. That's the main the part of it. So <laughs> Sorry. He kicked Damn him it. so hard in the balls that My he pulled notes a muscle My nuts are called bombs foot. and balls. <laughs> Damn it! oh I'm jesus
0: my dog just scared the crap out of me i was all excited and he just, <laughs> but he's so tiny but he can like put his front paws on the seat of my desk chair and he just put his oh. nose on my arm as i was being ag- <laughs> agitated about balls and it scared me so yeah and, and then he left he was like whatever dad
1: yes a scottish man kicked a terrace so hard in the balls that he pulled a muscle which i think is just so amazing yeah
0: so very good and so scottish fully unrelated to jeep cherokees though uh but but that's where you're wrong
1: so in 2007 uh, my notes say two idiots drove (laughs) they drove a dark green jeep cherokee hey uh loaded with propane canisters towards the glass doors of glasgow airport what they hadn't accounted for were the super obviously placed like every airport has them Concrete bollards. To stop people
0: driving into the terminal.
1: Yeah. And what happened is they crashed into the concrete bollards, came to a dead stop, and didn't get anywhere near the glass doors. I mean, good. And then the two of them are like, oh shit. So one of the guys starts hucking petrol bombers out the window because like, that's the next step. The other guy sets himself on fire. Yeah. uh, Sets himself on fire and gets out of the car. And they also set the car on fire because they've got propane tanks in it. And literally no one died except the idiot that set himself on fire because he set himself on fire.
0: Yeah, I think he potentially deserved it. Oh, for sure. He didn't die immediately, though. He suffered intense burns and died in hospital two days later.
1: Long, painful death. And it was the man on fire who the Scottish man kicked in the balls.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's basically a terrorist attack because this is not... Too long after the London bombings in 2000. Oh, they were,
1: yeah, they were definitely, they were associated with Islamic extremism.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, this is in, in that period, kind of after mm-hmm. 9-11, where terrorism was on the headlines very, very yeah. often, right? Um, yeah. So this was obviously a terrorist attack, and there are like, like seven or eight, eight Scottish dudes that ran towards it. Oh, yeah, I've got a list
1: of names yeah. of these bad motherfuckers. So. Um, one of them being the person that, Broke his foot,
0: kicking someone in the nuts. I would love to. Just uh, sounds weird, but I would love to know what happened to the nuts.
1: Well, the guy was on fire. I don't know if he would have even really I guess registered it. I guess. What? Well, yeah, but like... maybe on some like. Are we talking about? about are we talking about impact? Like, have we
0: splat? Or is it just a solid, solid gut oh, yeah. wrench?
1: You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't have access to his um, nut records. Autopsy. <laughs> That's I think what they I mean. were focused on on the burns. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the other fella got life in prison. Yeah, nice. Fuck him. And yeah, also, a terrorist in a Glaswegian prison is probably not going to have the best of times. Yeah. I don't uh, <laughs> Like, Glasgow on the outside is already pretty scary. Right? I haven't, even, on, I haven't even been to prison. All right. So, list of incredible Scottish people. And also, like, we've talked about before that there's like Scottish military history is like that they are badass mofos. Badass. Like, what they lack in money and funding and numbers, they're just like something in their blood some old like yeah pure ferocity mm-hmm. so we've got michael kerr so he was already out of the airport with his family in the car he hopped out of the car and ran towards the attackers he was and got re- into a...
0: he was ready to roll he was done airporting
1: yeah he was out he was good and then he like heard some shit going on and he came in Punches flying. He got into a fist fight with one of the terrorists. Yeah. But unfortunately, lost a couple of teeth and got his leg broken. So it wasn't like... Yeah, he got... I think the moment he wanted was like John Wick coming in and like putting him down. But I think he may have got his ass kicked. Uh, it
0: seems a little bit like it, doesn't it?
1: But a good good time stall because um, he... The guy who hurt him, the terrorist, was pretty soon like covered in airport security and police. So... <laughs> oh, stall, it's all over me. Some life. <laughs> Alex... Mc, M- McElveen? McIlveen? I reckon it's um, only Mac
0: when it's Americanized. It's got to be just Mc-
1: McElveen. McElveen. That
0: sounds weird. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. He was a taxi driver and he is the gentleman who saw what was unfolding and decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to feign that fucker on fire and I'm going to kick him in the balls. Yeah. And that's what he did. I he mean, got out of his taxi and he ran over to him and kicked him so hard in the groin that he tore the tendon in his foot. It's
0: pretty hectic. Like, great job. But it's upsetting that it probably didn't do anything. That oh, would have
1: felt really good, though. Yeah,
0: probably. I wonder, I mean, do you reckon he like just, just absolutely put everything into it in this guy's balls, being like, this is how you put someone down immediately? And then and then, then he didn't go down. And he was like, ooh, what, what now? <laughs> this Let's... is not good. <laughs> also, ouch.
1: <laughs> I think picturing a Glaswegian taxi driver, I think if he was walking past the park and a football came towards him, and he put a decent punch to get back. He may have hurt himself doing that. Like I, I'm not picturing an athletic gentleman getting out of this taxi. Like he was probably older, heavy set.
0: Nah, I um, I saw an interview with with this particular bloke. He was a regular looking dude. Hmm. He said, "I take it back.
1: Th- he just punched the living fuck out of a terrorist balls I reckon and he, that's how he hurt his Out life.
0: of a terrorist balls. <laughs> <laughs> out of one terrorist balls. In the interviews, he said, and I assume it's based on reports afterwards that I didn't read." that the two guys basically couldn't feel anything because they were potentially dosed up on morphine and other things because they knew they were going to die, right? That's what they do. Mm. Um, yeah. So they would have just carried on until they were literally subdued, like held down.
1: Well, that's what Stephen Clarkson did, another For some Scottish reason, hero.
0: I read that as Jeremy Clarkson.
1: That would have been fucking hilarious, but, but there's I, no way well, Jeremy Clarkson's running towards a terrorist. Or running at all. No. <laughs> he would have just stayed still and like, I hope this doesn't kill me. <laughs>
0: Your, your, your Jeremy Clarkson is close to your Winston.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously. Let's not, not brush up on that too much. Uh, Stephen Clarkson. Brush, 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 uh, brush, 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 brush. brush. Ta- he tackled <laughs> one of the terrorists to the ground. So a proper, like, not not a kick. He didn't get his leg broken. He tackled him to the ground, pinned him there, and held him down until police were able to detain him and put him in cuffs. So. Nice.
0: I, um, I, re- I wrote it as tackled slammed. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I meant one or the other. <laughs>
1: You, you want to hope that it was sort of like I a, it was a, full, a full spear tackle. Yeah, it's a, it is a rugby country. Yeah, he's gone like he's gone about just below knee height. He's picked him up and then just like- oh,
0: you're full wrestling. Yeah, okay. I was imagining shattered his spine, spear tackle like just above the waist, center of mass. Uh-huh. Get a damn. No, no,
1: no, I reckon he's I reckon he's fucked him. I reckon
0: he's fucked him. That's a different that's a different picture, like
1: <laughs> uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> damn it and then i've got henry Lambie, who is a retired firefighter he rushed to help once he saw the situation unfolding initially trying to put out the fire in the jeep but that was unlikely to be put out with a fire extinguisher because it was like filled with canisters of petrol so it, yes. it just kept burning but then he used the extinguisher to put out the terrorist that was on fire yeah because you can't really arrest someone on fire correct it's hard to I, put him in, hang- in handcuffs I wrote-
0: But he did it maliciously. He extinguished the shit out of him.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. He would have, like, got a bit too close. So, like, where there wasn't hot burns, he would have put, like, fire extinguisher burns on him, just like, rub it in a little bit. And so once he was not on fire, then police could arrest him. Yeah. Stuart Ferguson, the list goes on of heroic Scottish people at this class. Literally until Uh, it ends. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Stuart Ferguson was a off-duty police officer. He saw the flaming car and tried to dose the, the guy that was on fire. Um, He wanted to put him out and he said, I knew that he was one of the bad guys, but it never entered my mind to walk away because that would have been failing in my duty. One of the primary duties of a police officer is to preserve life and it doesn't matter whose life that is.
0: Damn. They should teach that in America.
1: Yeah. You guys. It doesn't matter whose life it is as long as they're white and rich. (laughs) No. Uh, That's
0: that's an excellent approach. What What a hero.
1: Yeah. Proper. Like that's how people in those positions should be. Stuart Ferguson, well done. Good job. Michael McDonald.
0: These are all like genuinely Scottish names. There's no names. Yeah, like... this is like proper <laughs> yeah. Scotland. It's amazing.
1: Um, he was working at the check-ins. He's just a regular airport person, was just like working there at, at his job, thinking he's having a regular day, getting yelled at by Glaswegians. Yeah, um, he started by directing the panicked crowd and shepherding them to safety. And when he saw one of the terrorists fighting a policeman, he was like, not on my watch. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. I imagine he pulled his sleeves up. <laughs> uh, and he ran Took over... Took off his, and... like, little scarf.
0: They probably all wear scarf. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> With, like, a flourish. Yeah.
1: And then he ran over and helped him out and helped pin him down so the other police officers come and put him in cuffs as well. Nice one, Mickey. Yeah. And that guy is... He is a MacDonald. He has an A. Yeah, he's Mick McDonald. Mick McDonald, as opposed to the other guy who was... Mk. It's hard to say. I think M- I like Mac. M- Alex McCulby. Uh... The last fella I've got on my list. The last fella, Smeedo. That's right. Jono. (laughs) Jono Smeaton. It was a bag handler. He was having a ciggy. He was just chilling on his break. He ran over to help the police once he saw what was going on with the um, fella that was on fire. I'm think i imagining this guy's on fire just kind of flailing around. And there's a bunch of people who are like circling him. Yeah, how do we do this? (laughs) Yeah, this is... There's like some guys with fire extinguishers and like people, one guy runs in and just bangs him in the nuts and he just yeah. keeps going like, well, that everyone looks at each other like, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Damn it. What now? Yeah. yeah. So this guy ran in and it says, among others, kicked him. So I think a lot of people were just trying to like kick the shit <laughs> well out of this funny. guy.
0: I read somewhere and I think this one was like a tabloid exaggeration that he karate kicked him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you made a noise, too. hi yeah. And the fellow that broke his leg, who was... Michael Kerr. Michael Kerr. Ah, oh, damn, you just beat me. Michael yeah, Kerr. Smeaton, after kicking Caffeele, dragged him to safety.
0: Yeah, because he, he like broke his leg and fell down next to the jeep that was on fire.
1: Yeah, so he potentially would have been, like, proper fucked. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, not, I'm not feeling any accents this morning, so I'm glad you're pulling them. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, so he was like gonna go in, gonna kick someone, gonna grab that guy, gonna save his life. That's what I'm gonna do today. Great job, Schmido. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. I mean, that's that's pretty insane. That, yeah. Like there's a, two terrorists with propane bombs. One of them's just like throwing petrol bombs around. Apparently misses everyone. Yeah. Another guy's on fire, and seven people are like, yeah, I'm in. Let's Here we this. go. Leroy Dragon! If only one of them was called Leroy, that would've been cool. Oh, uh, Would have been perfect. Not even a Jenkins in there.
0: Yeah, genuine, genuine heroes. Great job mm-hmm. all around, everybody. Yeah, got us sorted. I have, I have some, I have some additional info about one or two of the peeps. If you'd like it, oh, ah,
1: yeah, drop it. Like it's Oh, smart. so you don't oh, you don't want it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. What? <laughs> it's from the song. Oh, okay. Oh my lord! <laughs> one more time. No, that's all. I <laughs> no, I
0: can't. Uh, Michael Kerr. Yep. Nope. Stephen Claxton. Jeremy. Did Michael um,
1: Kerr also play for the West Coast Eagles or is that a, a that was different it's uh, Daniel Kerr, sorry, carry on
0: don't care, football, Stephen Clarkson he put put one of the guys down, apparently he was grieving for his partner who had recently mm. been lost to cancer very sadly, um, so he just like disappeared after the event, everyone else was like interviewed and were in the tabloids and the papers, Scottish heroes, etc, etc yeah,
1: one guy went on talk shows, he like fully built it, yeah, I forget I'll, which one it was I will get to him he's getting to
0: him, sorry <laughs> And he only spoke up in a little interview 10 weeks later. Um So for that period, the press called him the secret hero. And mm-hmm. there's a story he said later. In 2009, he saw a horse called Secret Hero. And he was like, nice. Put 125 pounds <laughs> on it, turned it into 500. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. He deserves at least that.
0: At least. I was hoping, as I was reading that story, I was hoping it was like, and he retired. <laughs> won a million dollars yeah. on a horse with that name. But still, I'm not going to say no to 500 quid.
1: He also uh, he just went to work the next day, right? He's like mourning his wife, yeah. beat up a terrorist, and then was like, oh, "I'm just, just gonna carry go it on."
0: Yeah, sell to the earth. Oh yeah. And then the guy that went on all the tabloids was Smeedo. Yeah, uh, if I'd had to guess out of all those names, it would yeah, have been Smido. John that went Smeet on. and the... Uh, got the most media attention from the event because he did an interview in the aftermath where he warned the terrorists to avoid Scotland because uh, get me into a Scottish accent. We've got to do it. <laughs> aye, aye. This is Glasgow. We'll set a buchi. As in, like, we'll We'll set about you. Yeah, Yeah, like that. We'll set about you. (laughs) And that was, like, quoted at the time everywhere. And he ended up on a bunch of talk shows. And I'm pretty pretty sure he probably made a bit of dosh out of it. For some reason, he was awarded the Queen's Gallantry Medal, while the others only got commendations for bravery. Hmm. So, like, these guys are all great. Great job. But I just, like, feel like this guy's a bit of a dick.
1: Yeah. And it feels like because he was more famous, that's why they gave him the more
0: yeah you, like from that event award. there's no way you could probably no way you could single out one person as being more brave than the others
1: in that kind of like environment right there'd be no point to it yeah. even even if even if you might be able to subjectively do it there's no point they're all amazing
0: yeah i don't understand why you wouldn't have just given them all that medal. like great goddamn yeah.
1: but yeah. but anyway so he like um i
0: i read i read on a reddit page i feel like that happened recently read on a reddit page maybe that's why it's called reddit go back a couple <laughs> episodes see what happens I assume you got this from today. I learned
1: no that that popped up in my research.
0: Yeah, so there's a page on this event uh, on Reddit, and there was someone on there that was like, I have a few mates that work in that industry in Glasgow at the time, and they actually reported to me, and I, I believe them that Smito is actually a bit of a twat who just happened to be avoiding his job in the same place as the incident. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like this guy's probably a bit of a dick, and I prefer Alex McElveen. For the ball kicking yeah. and the toe toe tendon breaking.
1: Yeah, God, you really had to kick the shit out of someone. Yeah, I reckon.
0: I reckon we should try it. <laughs> on whom? This this week, go find a victim and report back on your success in breaking your own foot by kicking someone as hard as possible.
1: Okay, I'll ho- hopefully it's a terrorist. If not, we'll just deal with the consequences.
0: We will. You you will. We will. I'll do it also. Probably
1: get a bootie. God, that's a. That set, it is. Set it is good. I mean, set, set a booty. booty. That fuck This that. is Glasgow.
0: I will set a booty it's good yeah so that that's good but he's a prick. that's my that's my yeah. honest opinion i'll have him on yeah. the show i'll fight him on the show
1: yeah do it i don't want to just don't set yourself on fire that's it feels like that's when these guys are trigger. <laughs> yeah all right lloyd what i mean what else have you got not that i want to make enemies of the most dangerous people in the world but i do have a list of the dumbest terrorists in history
0: ah firstly in this situation lloyd what would lloyd do? W W L D.
1: In a terrorist situation? In this exact
0: terrorist situation.
1: Oh, if I was one of the people?
0: If you were in your car about to leave the airport and the commotion erupts behind you in Mm -hmm. flames and terror, Mm -hmm. WWLD.
1: All right. I don't think I would tackle a terrorist. Do you reckon? It's one of those
0: things that you're like, yeah, definitely I would. I would love to be, but I don't think... I think I would go
1: towards the incident. Yeah? But I think in an effort to, like, assist... People who are hurt, or like guide people to an area where there is nothing going on. I don't fringe, know if I don't. Like, I don't know if I would go find a guy on fire and be like, oh, "I'm kicking that motherfucker in the nuts." Yeah. I don't know if if I'd have that aboot a me. Yeah,
0: I think I am in the same boat. I don't know if I am. Mm. I don't know if I am hero brave.
1: No, I don't think we're cowards. I don't think we're heroes. Yeah. I think we're we there. Yeah, I think uh... like when when people are telling the story of King Arthur and the Round Table, we're the guys that are like, oh yeah, I was I was there. We were outside. We went a lot inside. I was outside with the rest of the guys, but like I I had met Yeah, Yeah.
0: I saw him in the distance. (laughs) Uh, I also feel like it's one of those things that you don't know until it happens, right?
1: For sure. Yeah.
0: Cannot guess. Mm. Uh, I just thought, just just wanted to see how your psyche
1: was. Yeah, I think teenage Lloyd would have been like, I would have fucked that guy up. Yeah, and not, but (laughs) no, no, never would have happened. I would have missed. I would have kicked, missed, still torn the tendon in my foot and then he would have walked over me, and dripping flaming oil onto me, and I would have caught fire myself and died.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Yeah, that's what I think would happen.
0: Yeah, that would have been rough. Yeah. Sorry blue do that.
1: So, dumb terrorists. Dumb
0: terrorists. Good, because what I've got is worse. <laughs> oh, excellent.
1: All right. Hit me. In 1999, oh, would-be bomber yeah. Ahmed Rassam mm-hmm. was so overcome with anxiety at the checkpoint to enter the US from Canada... That when a customs inspector approached his car he panicked and fled the inspector had no suspicions of illegal activity <laughs> and was simply on her way to check his id since he ran they were allowed to search his car and found a bunch of bombs
0: yeah wow great job did he it, get away no
1: he was caught like almost immediately good because he fled from a customs checkpoint in the us and, yeah, interesting like 101
0: yeah <laughs> literally i mean i don't want to give him sympathy but like it would be hard to be a bomber <laughs>
1: for sure i'd be super anxious don't know if i'd ever put myself in a situation where i would
0: yeah maybe that's the call maybe don't maybe don't be
1: about that yeah agreed 2008 a man known as nicky riley who oh. was british born extreme islamic convert mm-hmm. convert He conversionist
0: uh, converted of, yeah okay. convert
1: convert obviously <laughs> he attempted to attack a restaurant with a homemade nail bomb oh However, people only heard of the attack in the restaurant when they heard it explode in his hands in the bathroom. Ooh, did that not end well for him? No other details, but one has to imagine oh. he didn't have many hands left.
0: Yeah, you have to imagine that didn't go well.
1: Ooch. Yeah.
0: Seems like he deserved Aye.
1: it. This one is one of my favorite ones. Also in 2008, a group calling itself the Afghan Revolutionary Front Threatened to bomb a Parisian department store uh-huh. if the French military did not leave Afghanistan. Uh-huh. The only problem is when they found the five sticks of dynamite, there wasn't a detonator with them. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so they were essentially just like rocks. Yeah. It's oh, hilarious.
0: Lordy. Great job. Two more. Yeah. In
1: 1993, a. <laughs> This is also a good one. (laughs) Mohammed Salame helped the FBI... (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Salami? (laughs) Salami. Salame. Not Salami. Oh, sorry. That was Uh, the funny part, right? (laughs) The Carnic Pork. There's a joke in there somewhere, right? Uh, Probably. We're not good enough for it. Helped the FBI bring down the terrorist cell that bombed the World Trade Center in the early 90s. Oh, nice. He Sorry. Oh, Oh, bombed, not the planes. Yep. Not the planes. Yeah, that was a early 2000s. I recall, yes. They used a rental truck from a company called Ryder that they exploded at the world train center and a day later he went to Ryder to ask for his deposit back same (laughs) truck (laughs) except the feds obviously knew which truck it was and were just like what hello
0: hi hi come with us please (laughs) yeah so they're someone someone someone's just been going like well thank fuck that was easy nailed it
1: Yeah, they. one guy's got this, like, huge wall with all these, like, spits of string between suspects. And he's like, well, that was a waste of fucking time. (laughs) The intern. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This one is a Taliban suicide bomber who's in southern Afghanistan getting ready to leave. Yep. Accidentally set off his suicide vest. Oops. But amazingly... Six of his friends from the terrorist organization of the Taliban had come to see him off and wish him farewell, who also died in an accidental explosion. Yeah. Oh, not good people. No. Happy to hear about them exploding
0: accidentally. Yeah, I guess so. Dumb terrorists. I like it. Do you want to know what I've got? <laughs> I would love to know what
1: thing you've got that's worse than making fun of terrorists. The
0: only thing I could come up with after the initial learning is horrific injuries to the balls, Lloyd. That's right. <laughs> Terrible testicular trauma. Trauma? You guys say trauma, right? I say trauma because I'm not a philistine. Yeah, trauma. Here we go. (laughs) The website that I was reading was mostly sports-based. So here we go. Virgil. Hey, We'll get there. Virgil (laughs) Livers, which is also a ridiculous name. Mm, Not a fan. Four years of playing experience in high school. So he hasn't been playing his whole life. He's only got four years. Makes it into the 1975 NFL draft. He's selected by the Chicago Bears. Things are looking up for Virgil. That's huge. Out of high school? Way to go. Yeah. Late in his second season, Livers was blocking at the end of a punt run, which of course means something in sports, when a member yep, of definitely. the opposite team jumped the pile to avoid a hit and instead came down with his knee directly onto Livers's lap. And we're talking... And you've got to
1: imagine it's a large man.
0: Yeah. We're talking testicle explosion on impact because he yeah. was not wearing a cup. But the guy probably like, was like... like not a bruise yeah that noise he went back onto the field for the next defensive series (laughs) you fucking what until his scrotum swelled so much that he could not walk good lord after the game the trainers drained the quote mangled orb of fluid unquote (laughs) with a needle and took x-rays showing what looked like a shattered light bulb livers then drives himself to hospital because the news he was injured on the field sent his nine-month pregnant wife into labor good lord so he went to hospital for her not for him and then afterwards i believe he had surgery and recovered and went on to a have more children and b play more football wow like when we're talking about bravery and things that you and i would or wouldn't do i would i would do almost none of those things except that (laughs) <laughs> the first part where i yeah maybe
1: died <laughs> ah! i'm also i googled him yeah and he is kind of like the picture of just like traditional Football. masculinity oh is he yeah he's like very handsome he's got a big chin he looks like an athlete Virgil livers i didn't look him up he looked oh, yeah. like a young buck oh but man ouch Oof, that you is know? rough i would love to see that x-ray though if i'm being honest with you if Virgil livers x-ray balls <laughs> ah it doesn't come up in fact if you type in Virgil Livers Balls, you only get like 15 pictures.
0: Of footballs or 15 pictures of his nuts? <laughs> no, it's a lot of Liverpool players.
1: There <laughs> are 15 scrotums. Did, did you like any of them? <laughs> are any of these what you're looking for? Uh, <laughs> no, I, there's this very specific set of balls I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> I was hoping to see a mangled orb of fluid. All right, 1986 international rugby game between New Zealand and France. All Blacks, yeah, this is 1986 and it's between two of the biggest rugby nations. So All Blacks captain Wayne Shelford is bent over setting up a ball in the tackle zone. Probably also means something. You know, isn't it all the tackle zones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can only tackle just in this little circle. <laughs> yeah, didn't know that. I think it's like, you know, as they're moving forward, the ball goes down. So they got to set it up for the next thing, but you're still in a tackle zone. Obviously, Lloyd, shut up. <laughs> somehow someone's foot ends up impacting upon his balls mm. he's already suffered a couple of lost teeth and a concussion in this game oh god not this- a, not it
1: i thought you were gonna say threat his career this
0: game this game later known as the battle of nantes which i assume is where it was played mm. and so he played on because he was like it's fine only when he went off a short while later because he was so fucked up that he was like it's probably time for me to go off And got changed that he noticed that one of his testicles was hanging four or five inches out of his torn scrotum, Lloyd. Oh, no. Ah, oh, no, indeed. What's this guy's name?
1: Ship Wayne Shelford. We're going to see if he is also a picture of masculinity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't get as much of the, uh... Oh, yeah, no, he was when he was younger. He got a bit old and fat. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Sir Wayne Thomas
0: Buck Shelford. So he's got a... He's got some accolades. Uh, anyway. Yeah.
1: I also think if you play for the All Blacks, you're probably tougher than me.
0: Yeah, regardless. A badass. There's no All Blacks that you are tougher than Lloyd. That is for sure a fact. <laughs> <laughs> At any age, in any era. Yeah. Here comes a motorbike one. Uh, some bloke called Mike... Mum, if you're listening, you can just turn off now. Yeah, don't even worry about it. She's not listening. We know that for, sure. for a fact. We've already <laughs> talked <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> yeah. Some bloke called Mike Metzger who is apparently a legend in freestyle motocross, hmm. had just over-rotated on a 70-foot backflip. Sorry, damn it. He just over-rotated on a 70-foot backflip
1: knick-knack. So I really thought say I that was going gonna... say, say that again. A 70-foot
0: s- backflip knack I said knickknack. It's actually knack
1: I know what 70-foot is. You know what a backflip
0: is. <laughs> yep. Not knack-knack. sure what a knack is. Not sure. I really thought I would understand some of these injuries apart from the ball squishing parts. But anyway, he smooshed himself down the end of the ramp like just over-rotated and just landed you know how they just like everything goes on its side and slides down the ramp as in the movies yep and it gets to the end and he's got intense pain in the nads turns out he had impaled his left testy on a jagged tooth steel foot peg of his bike and the description was that this exploded the area ripping his lower ab muscles away from the pelvis also holy balls literally (laughs) you plan that of course i did (laughs) (laughs) he lost the testy and had his muscles stitched back together oh god and then you mentioned before testicular torsion which is i think a nightmare that every man has at some point yeah and i the the best way to describe it is there was a baseball player that got testicular torsion but there is here's a word for word description of this nightmare from this person and it goes like this. It's literally like your scrotum being hit by lightning, Kola says. The ball spins on its own blood supply, cutting off the blood supply, and the tissue is dying, and the body is not subtle about saying, hey, something's going on down here. If not corrected, the testicle just shiver- shrivels up and dies. It's the same thing as a heart attack, but it's happening in your balls. And it's always associated with instant, excruciating pain, along with nausea and vomiting. That's why every guy who has ever experienced testicular torsion can tell you exactly where he was and what he was doing when it happened. (laughs) Ah! Yep, and on that delicious
1: note, that's the end of segment one! Have you ever had a testicular injury other than just, like, getting whacked in the nuts playing sports?
0: Um, uh, I think when I was a kid, I was running... Exactly as you're not supposed to do. I was running next to our pool. This is many houses ago. And I slipped in. Not the penis-shaped pool? No, no. This is like when we first Mm -hmm. moved to Perth. And slipped and fell in and ended up like... I I think I bashed my nads. And I like, just cut them. But as a kid, I was Mm -hmm. like... "Ah,
2: Dad! (laughs) I'm dying!
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: But nothing hectic, have you? No. Thank God.
1: But I did play football with a fella who great guy great we were midway through the season he take he was my old uh school coach texted me asking if he could play he came down to one training session and he was named club captain the next day nailed it just like that kind of dude yeah so he's we're playing on the field he's he's just like a beast in in the middle yeah and he just somehow i, I wasn't watching what happened to him somehow he's just like on the ground literally like throwing up he yeah. just hit the nets goes off recovers comes back on plays the game comes back to training the following tuesday I'm like what's going on how's it going and he's like laughing he's like dude my ball is so big and purple. We like, what are you doing? <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. Did you see no it, winner? I didn't see it. Good.
0: That, that that that's it. That's segment one, Lloyd. We gotta we gotta uh, move right along. We gotta dive yeah. right into this.
1: Rob, what really gets
0: you started? You know what really gets me started, Lloyd? Poorly written podcast segment intros. Oh, oh my God! Really, really
1: just grinds gets me. Just, oh, don't even, don't oh, get me don't started. Don't even boy. get me started. Don't even, don't even. Don't, even. Don't. 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 This week, Rob, it is my God-given mission to get you started. I'm in a relatively good place this morning. So. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I I, uh, I didn't feel a beam of inspiration hit me. these okay. I I had to put thought into getting them. They didn't just come to me. So we're going to grind through this. So I get three. Yep. For those that are new to the format, it's (laughs) going to try and make me angry. And he gets three goes. What's not, what's, what's so hard about that? It's just straightforward. Fucking idiots. The first one I picked because it gets me started, but it's also one of those things that like half the population, at least just like does not care about. So doesn't even care about. Okay. This gets me started. I imagine incorrectly stacked dishwashers oh you're like my dad mm, great <laughs> i mean i guess uh, <laughs> uh, you just said that once in like season one and it just stuck with me you no, were, we like, had a that whole, enunciation we had a whole
0: segment uh on jans where oh
1: no, way before that those. way before that it was like literally season one and you said something your dad did and you were like thanks a lot great and then oh, that just stuck with me there you go yeah so this sounds like it doesn't get you started at all. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the level. Like, so, so no.
0: Um, but like, if you were, if they had, if in my workplace we have dishwashers and mm-hmm. the idea is that if you use the dishes in the kitchen, you put your dish in the dishwasher. Um, Makes if sense. I, I open that and often it's stacked like a piece of shit and I'll just put mm-hmm. my dish in and I don't care. Would you,
1: would that grind your gear? Like, would it go, would you go to the point of reordering the work dishwasher? No. Yeah. Okay. So Cause they're not my dishes. Don't give a shit. Okay. It would annoy me, but I just, like, wouldn't care. But at home, I opened the dishwasher this morning. So in my, like, cutlery... <laughs> feels like Kim's going to come off badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to come off badly. Nice. The the it's We don't have, like, a the drawer tray. It's, like, buckets. We put this cutlery in, like, old-school buckets. Yeah. And I like to have small spoon, big spoon, small fork, big fork, knife, so that when I unstack it, I can just take them and put them straight away. I don't have to faff around. Uh, uh. And I opened the dishwasher and I, this morning, and I was just, like... Kim and she, without even really noticing, just goes, "I know, I'm sorry." <laughs> it's yeah. one of those and things. Where small it, plates, big plates, bowls go on top. Wow, yeah. yeah, you've got a whole thing. Um,
0: yeah, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'd just be thrilled it's to okay. have it. I'd just be thrilled to have a dishwasher.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> I'd put one bowl in it and turn it on. Fuck yeah, <laughs> take that, Dirty Look at me go. <laughs> so yeah, so it's zero points. Zero points. points.
1: When people don't use their indicators.
0: Oh yeah that shits me to tears Lloyd. Oh God it annoys me It's pretty I feel like we've done it before. Oh really I'm not gonna check though so let's just roll right ahead. Uh, oh, good yeah like especially at roundabouts
1: Oh people no one no one no one. I've never seen a single person use their indicator at a roundabout in the US. Are you serious? No. So you just have to guess. You just have to be like, well, let's just wait and see if this guy turns or if he keep, keeps going around the roundabout. Let's just sit here and see what he does. So much danger. So, yeah. Because I like, if, I,
0: if I'm like crossing the <laughs> you're getting me started. If I'm crossing <laughs> the road, I like look at the cars and see who's indicating to know if I can cross because I'm yes. always in a rush. That's how I live my life. So I am yes, I don't have time to wait to see where you're up to. I'm sneaking between traffic because you're indicating what you're doing. And if you're not, one of us is getting the finger in their face and it's not me.
1: Yeah. It's you. It's gotten to the point now, it's so bad. I said this to Kim the other day, I was like, I'm just gonna start cutting off Teslas because I know they have good automatic braking. Like I just have to, I have Smart. to go, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, do it. All right, full, full points. So
1: you're, you're, Excellent. you're 50, 50% so far. My third one is another personal one. I think you may not experience as much given that you have a small dog. I do have a small dog. I have a medium-sized black dog, but big enough that... I have a big small enough brown ranger dog, if we're doing colors as well. <laughs> people... My dog is big enough that people who don't like dogs are scared of her. Oh, really? But she's not so big that she's scary yeah, to regular sure, people. Sure, but sure, yeah, sure. what gets me started... Matt, sorry, just sh- bef-
0: just before you... I don't want to interrupt sh- in the middle of that, flow. I want the whole thing. Please. Just before you do. I've had people that are scared of dogs be scared of Reggie wandering up to them for a pat.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah,
0: I was like, it's, it's okay. He's... Have you seen him? He's, <laughs> he's, he's little and he just wants you'll to be say fine. hi.
1: <laughs> like worst case scenario, he's aggressive. You'll still be fine. Yeah. All right. Sorry. What happens? I am infuriated when people make suggestions about raising your pet.
0: Ooh. ooh
1: yeah. Okay. So, uh, not people. Strangers. I specifically wrote strangers. Not people. Strangers. People I don't know. But yeah,
0: like, yes. But mm. conversely, we've had a few incidences at our park of aggressive dogs. And because of shit people, which is usually the case, right? Yes. I think you should be able to tell those people what for.
1: I agree. I, agree. I think there are situations where if the dog's being aggressive or if it's like... There's a vibe at the park. and If there's a dog that's like fucking up the vibe, it's like... Yeah.
0: So yeah. what what has occurred for your dog? What did your dog do
1: and what did someone tell you? Uh, it's mostly just like playing at the dog park. And yeah. Luna doesn't often play. She... she exists kind of, of sniffs yeah but sometimes she plays and sometimes she wrestles and like dogs like to tussle yeah and people that come up to me and, and are like um your dog's being like a little rough and i'm watching <laughs> their dog and their dog is having the time of its fucking life yeah like and the, and they're like if you could just like call her back or like if she's gonna be like that keep her on a leash and it's like Ooh. first of all this is like how dogs play yeah and i'm also a big proponent of like dogs even if they're not playing dogs will just figure it out 90 percent of the time I,
0: like uh I think sometimes, they, but like you can, it's it's very clear. I think it's mostly very clear when they're like mm-hmm. playing or play growling because there's that specific like lip yeah. lifting snarl and the hackles and stuff, which means they're not having a good time.
1: For sure. Oh, oh my God, this one guy. I just, <laughs> this wasn't even, this wasn't even. A Here thing. we go. Remembered it. We were at the dog park and our dog park has several signs that says no toys. And that makes sense because dogs get territorial, dogs yeah, get small, protective, like small. no toys. This guy brings a toy. He's got an orange tennis ball. And Luna's like, uh, a, that, oh, I does want that. Oh, that.
0: does that go for balls as well?
1: Yeah, no, okay. nothing. Yep. Like, some people get mad about sticks as well because, like... Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Because this is, like, we're in the city, right? So there's a ton of dogs. Yeah, people sure, It so. fills busy, up.
0: Busy designated dog pack.
1: So this guy's a bright orange squeaky tennis ball. And Luna's like, I'm all about this. Yeah, it squeaks So the well. guy's throwing the ball for his dog. And Luna's chasing it. And Luna's very fast. And yeah. his dog wasn't as fast. And Luna's getting it. Nice. And Luna brings it to me. And I'm like, great, I'll start throwing it. So I start throwing it towards his dog. Like, I'm not just giving it yeah. to Luna, trying to get his dog involved. Yeah. And then eventually Luna drops it, the guy picks it up, the guy comes over to me and, like, says something about how it's not Luna's toy and, like, she shouldn't be playing with it. And I was mm-hmm. like, first of all, like, I'm not mad that you're here with a toy, even if there's a bunch of signs. Yeah. Second of all, like, if you bring a toy and my dog wants to play with it, I'm not going to stop her. Yeah. He's then holding the toy in his hand and squeaking it, looking at his dog. And Luna's next to him. And Luna, like, jumps up a little bit and Takes a toy out of his mouth. Ooh. Out of his and mouth? The, ad, the guy. Out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the guy the guy yells at you, puts the ball in his mouth and walks around <laughs> He's
1: very committed. Uh, and then the guy comes over to me and asks me to leave. What No no I, uh. I said I said no. Yeah. I will not be leaving. Did you stay? Good. And then Luna, when the next time Luna brought me the tennis ball, instead of throwing it, I just like put it down on the opposite side of the dog park, because I'm very petty. <laughs> and then we left. Yeah, nice.
0: Just like throw it into the... Uh, is there some body of water
1: there? There is. Like, you're, I could throw it into a body. Oh, sorry. Or just get, get out a knife and cut it in half while you look <laughs> at him. Like. Now both dogs can have a piece. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, look. I, I, I don't like feedback, yeah. because I know like Luna's a good dog. Sometimes she's an arsehole. But I'm on top of it.
0: And also all dogs sometimes are a bit cheeky. Yeah. And that's fine. It's part of their nature. We are aligned. It just hasn't happened to me because I have a small, adorable dog that does nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like um, if Luna and Reggie behave the same way, Luna just weighs like 35 kilos. So
0: I I think I'm going to give you half points because I haven't had any particular experiences. But I... I, I'm fully revved up. Yeah. I I feel you. So overall, you're on 50%. And that's a pass. Peas get degrees, son. (laughs) Yes, they do, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's not no, what not I wanted funny. from that.
1: <laughs> oh, it's always good. Uh, anyway, Dad, that I, went on for... That, that way too like, long. Drag that out. Sorry, I just like had a, an unfunny and not that interesting story to tell. About no, it's good. It's genuine day. chit-chat. I, I loved it. What did you genuine chit-chat? Yeah. That's what what did
0: about. you genuine chit-chat? We just did it. How have you forgotten already? <laughs> Sorry, Wait. Beautiful. What did you learn this week? This week, this week on Rob learns things intentionally for a podcast that is mildly successful. (laughs) I have to. I wouldn't even call it (laughs) successful. In December nineteen fifty-two, a London bus driver named Albert Gunton was driving his normal number seventy-eight bus route over Tower Bridge. I said London already, right? Yes, Tower Bridge in (laughs) London. When it began to rise for a ship, it's one of them. One of them. The bus or the bridge? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> not again <laughs> you son of a bitch the bridge tower bridge is one of those ones that splits in the middle and each side raises up to let boats through there's more on that yep. later he was on the bridge and it started tries he made the call stuck his foot on the accelerator jumped the gap like a hero- like a genuine hero this episode is full of heroes lloyd yeah he's not a genuine I'm, hero
1: i'm curious that's good because it's like it's a good quality could could he have simply stopped? Yes. What do you think at this point? This has been discussed. Okay, good. Uh, Because I didn't do any research on this. It just got me started and then I was like, hopefully Rob covers this. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, no, I was just checking the notes because I had uh, an
0: actual quote that covered this part particularly, so I didn't want to butcher it. This is a crappy testimonial from Peter Dunn, who is one of the passengers that got done in this incident. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before we knew it, we were going across town it's 1950s UK. Um, what's a London accent? Like what kind of...
1: Oh, I feel like the English, English accent hasn't
0: changed that much over yeah. time. Before like we London knew it, be... we were going across Tower Bridge, yeah. but just as we had gone over the first half of the section that goes up, there was a loud crashing sound and I was thrown to the floor. The bus came to a halt and the driver came round to invite us to have a look at the gap that had opened up on the opposite half. The driver then told us that as he started to drive across the opening part of the bridge, he realised that the side that the bus was on was going up. He said he could only think of two options as to what to do. One was to stop the bus and hope that someone would realise what was happening and stop it, but that left the possibility of the bus slipping back and perhaps toppling into the river. The other was to continue driving up and to jump the gap. He said that he had been a tank driver during the war and that a tank would have no trouble getting onto the other side and decided to see if a double decker could do the same. So, to his quick thinking, we were all delivered safe to the other side. Well, you weren't all delivered safe.
1: All right. All right, Lloyd. Like, before we before we, we, we poke holes in, in old Dunzo. Dunzo. Um, I think your accent was very good. And I think if I was at a local play and someone had that accent, I don't think it would take me out of it. Oh,
0: thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because... As I started reading it, I was like, this is more words than I wanted to do in this accent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I'd, at first I'd be like, well, that's a fake accent. But then I think I would settle into it, and I'd be happy to watch the play. Oh, thank God. So the,
0: in answer to your question, he thought that, because the bridge gets to quite a steep angle, if no one noticed there was still a bus on it, there was more danger.
1: Yeah, that's valid. Would no one notice there was a bus?
0: They're not very brightly colored or large, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I there was like a brief know. millisecond where you got me started. I was like, "That's literally what buses are." <laughs> They're enormous and red. Damn it, Rob! Uh, actually, they may have been green at this time.
0: Really? Yeah. Ah, oh, I genuinely didn't know that. That's 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 filled me with joy that you yeah. have something new to add to this because normally you just regurgitate bullshit you found on the internet. <laughs> I found <laughs> <laughs> you think I was there? Were you not? Damn it! You could have stopped
1: invented. it. That's why. Anyway. Yeah, I guess it does get quite steep. And I guess even if they notice the bus, if he started to roll back and rolls back at anything other than a perfect straight line. Yeah, it's not going to end It's not going to lower well. quick enough. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, he probably right.
0: made... I mean, no one died, so he made the right call. Mm-hmm. Plus, we wouldn't be talking about it if the bus stopped and everyone was okay. That wouldn't be a great podcast fact. <laughs> yeah. So... The bridge went up and a guy stopped at the correct place. <laughs> wow. Everything functioned exactly as it was supposed to. So uh, as I was Googling this, there are a few pictures on the Googs. And I was like, oh, how are there photos of this? There are not. They're all artist impressions. But it, mm. the artist impressions make him look like a daredevil. The bridge is all the way up on both sides. And he's like soaring over this impossible gap. Like his bus is a fucking rocket ship. It is not. <laughs> uh, in- <laughs> like Evel Knievel. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it appears that only the south side had started to rise. And the north road was still flat. So he's gunned it to do like a little, a little bunny hop before it gets too high. So he's like jumped. It's still like a six foot drop for a double decker bus is a lot. It would have hurt. Uh, but he's yeah, he's gunned it before it gets too high and before the other side starts rising. So it's not not like a over the moon kind yeah. of daredevil jump. I so mean, not- imagine
1: just being in a car. And it's completely stationary and then it, it's six feet off the ground it just drops that would lot. really hurt yeah so not to detract from his feet because it's still a lot for a
0: double decker bus to do
1: what did he what did he do with his feet the pedals i guess
0: you son of a bitch f-e-a-t <laughs> sorry so i think i think albert has saved the day uh, yeah you've won me over thank you the the conductor did break his leg uh-huh. presumably upon impact because that's a lot for a bus but everyone else seemed to be okay. They all went to hospital, but just bumps and bumps bumps and scrapes and bruises and such. Yeah,
1: sore, sore neck, I imagine. Yeah, a little bit of I whiplash. did I saw two separate things. Did One you? thing said that of the twenty on board, thirteen were injured. But that uh-huh. again, bumps and scrapes. Yep. Another thing I said said that his prompt action saved nine lives. So I'm wondering how they deduced that the other eleven people on board the bus were never in any danger. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, oh, who knows? Nineteen fifties journalism, I guess. Yeah.
0: For his efforts, Albert was rewarded with a single day off and ten pounds. wait There's a picture of him like beaming, uh, being given this ten pounds in ten boned, equivalent of about three hundred at the mm. moment in in current dollars.
1: Yeah. Which is like he did get he did get more money. Oh, did he? Yeah. the The city gave him money. the did... The corporation or the Department that runs Tower Bridge. How much they more money? Thirty-five pounds. Oh, damn! So wait, we yeah. said ten is three hundred, so
0: that's
1: that's almost a grand. Yeah, I think it, it's. um I just did the math. I just have to press back a few times on my It's internet. Almost a grand. Forty-five pounds in nineteen fifty-two is equivalent in purchasing power to sixteen hundred and fifty-six thousand pounds. Sixteen hundred and fifty-six <laughs> <Yeah>, thousand. Yes, sixteen hundred thousand. <000. laughs>
0: Sixteen hundred. Yeah, you're full of shit. Not one
1: point six million.
0: <laughs> you just <have> to bus <laughs> here retire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he
1: also got um, a free holiday. What? I didn't read any of this. The um, the mayor the or the lord mayor is lord mayor different to mayor. It don't seems know. to be seems higher, doesn't it? It does. It's got it's more like, words. hi, I'm the mayor. And there's like I'm a slightly taller guy behind me. I him. am the Lord Mayor. Deeper voice <laughs> yeah. as well, of course. Oh, definitely. And a yeah. bigger chain. They all, Mayors all wear chains, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they're stupid chains. They look Idiots. ridiculous. <laughs> he and his family were invited to the Lord Mayor's children's party um, <laughs> that was held at a holiday at Bournemouth Hotel. And he said it was his first holiday in five years. Ah. So they got to stay for a, a week for free.
0: Nice. I did a great yeah. job. He deserved it. Well done. It's pretty cool. Albo? Yeah, Albo. Albo Gunton. Uh, a few other little bitsy bobs from the day. There's, at the time, this wasn't automatic. There was a watchman that was supposed to keep an eye on approaching ships and ding the old bing bong bell when it was time to close the road and raise the gates. Raise the bridge. Mm. He just wasn't paying attention this time. <laughs> like he literally has one job. Yeah. Idiot. Oh,
1: that's a nice ship. <laughs> uh,
0: on the bridge, Albert was traveling at... Just about 12 miles per hour, which in real real numbers is 20 k's an hour.
1: That is not quick.
0: Not quick. So he's got to punch it. He, he punched yeah. it to get over that gap. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, all the, that's all the things I have about this particular event on this particular bridge. Nice. It was, it's, a, it's a cool little
1: story. We've done a couple of um, various London bridge facts. What? Yeah, I think we did one about an elephant crossing it when they first opened it. You did one about a guy that jumped off and died. No, that and the, the
0: guy that jumped off and died. Was um off the Brooklyn
1: Bridge, wasn't it? Uh, Brooklyn Bridge, yeah. Or I one of their the bridges elephants. in the US. What's I think the... the elephants were in London. What was the elephants one? Hashtag they opened recall. a bridge and no one, no one wanted to use it. And the guy was like, I know what we'll do, we'll walk all the elephants across it to oh, prove how sturdy it is. And everyone was like, Well, it's pretty, it's a pretty big animal. I am pretty fat. But... If it can hold an elephant, it can hold a me. <laughs> I did have a big breakfast today, but... Nom, 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 have
0: So, I've got, I've, got a, I've got some Tower Bridge history. Um, nice. And I've,
1: I've got some other stuff. What have you got? i got some bus facts. Oh, oh yeah. Hit me with your bus facts first. Um, I got bus facts and then a, a Winston link. Perfect. Good. Um, I found a bus for sale. That... <laughs> you make it sound like that is unusual. People do sell buses. People do sell buses. Um, I closed the tab because I don't like using all the the stuff. a little OCD. Yeah. Uh...
0: How many tabs is
1: when you start to get a little twitch? Right now I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got eight open and I don't like it, but four of them are for like work I'm doing tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna send you a picture of the bus. I found a bus for sale and I sent you a picture of it. That is a cool looking bus. That's actually a
0: dope looking bus.
1: It's very cool. It's exactly. a 1973 GM TDH 4523A transit bus. That's my favorite bus model. <laughs> I thought it might be. That's Fuck why I sent off. it to you. <laughs> is it's it in for like, people at home. Sorry. Is it in like pistachio green? It is in like pistachio green. It's got beautiful like steel siding on it. The wheels are a matching color, and it's very like kind of 70s designed.
0: Yeah. For a it's bus, very cool. it seems to be in ah oh, yeah shit. I should have said it was a mint green. It seems to be in mint condition uh-huh. as well. Yeah.
1: It is. It's fully restored. It has ah. 60,000 original miles. And the person says in caps, that's correct. One in a million. Whoa. It has air conditioning. It is museum quality. Brand new paint job. 45 passengers. Automatic transmission. It comes with 45
0: passengers? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh, good. That's <laughs> just the people uh, in the picture like, please let me out.
1: <laughs> how much one oh. would you pay for that bus all oh, right and how much do you think they're asking for the bus how much money do i have let's just say i have the is funds that rhetorical or do you want me to want to <laughs> yeah, yeah have you checked my bank? this is this scenario i have the funds to purchase
0: what i think is required for this bus
1: you're in the market for a bus money is no option but you don't want to get screwed what year 73 museum quality mint condition how many cases miles. Sixty
0: thousand miles and how many in a million
1: one in a million. One in a million. My God. That's all caps, so you know <laughs> it's
0: true. <laughs> I would, if I was in the market for a nice bus, I would offer. Assuming the numbers in pounds. Uh, I think this is in the US. Okay. This is in the US dollars. US dollar. Dollar it do might is... be in Detroit.
1: I would offer 150k. You are just about spot fucking on, my friend. Ooh. I think. I think if you offered 150k cash, I think they would seriously consider it. Uh, it's so listed it's... at 177.
0: Yeah. Shit. Not bad. Not bad, Rob. Not bad.
1: Yeah. I've done worse at lots of different things. That's true. Yeah, but I just thought that was a cool bus that I it, found. It I don't cool know bus. any facts about it. I just thought it looked cool. No, I appreciate that. I
0: also really yeah. love the buses from like the 50s, that kind yeah. of era of design.
1: very like. I've seen when COVID hit and people were setting up home offices, I saw one guy didn't have a lot of space at his house, but he wanted something that wasn't at home. Like He wanted to leave and go somewhere yeah. just for like his mental state. So he bought an old bus that was like no engine. It was like basically a shell. He bought an old bus and put it in his garden and turned the inside into like a dope office and it looks so sweet. And he's like, the outside of it is like, it's not just like a rusted bus. It's like kind of blends in with the wild nature of his garden. It was very cool. Awesome. What other bus facts have you got? Would you like to guess what country has the most buses and how many buses it is? It's, I don't know if you like, there's no um context for that
0: that's fine Uh, i love guessing games so
1: which country has the most buses i'll give you one clue it's over twice as many as second place and it makes no sense whoa that's a lot of buses which like second place not the number but the country yeah second place is poland interesting uh Mm. all right i'm gonna go with south africa not a bad shout it's turkey
0: that's really okay and i reckon they've got I have zero concept of how many buses is a lot for a country. <laughs> it's, I know. I reckon they money. have 50,000 buses.
1: No. Like way they low have or way high? 214,000 buses. That's so many buses. And Poland has 91,000. So it's like a lot over double. And I spent some minutes Googling why, why does Turkey have so, have so many, many buses? Turkey, why bus? <laughs> there is nothing all it is is and not even like glowing it wasn't like turkey's got the best public transport in the world it's just like travel it? size. it's like turkey's public transport's pretty good I got a bunch of buses y'all yeah it's like no shit you fucking call an uber and a bus shows up they're <laughs> everywhere uber bus <laughs> that'd be great the fastest bus ever oh so i did some i it. did some googling yeah. smallest bus biggest bus longest bus they're <laughs> all just kind of the same size Ah, oh, okay that's just like bus, oh though. that's a bus it's a bit quicker than another bus oh. i mean a bit a bit longer than it's like that's regular okay there is a bus that is in production in germany for the autobahn that does like 150 miles an hour oh, dust that's bus. not what we're talking about <laughs> Dust boss um this is a bus from an american petrol head and his team of engineers uh-huh. his name is paul stender uh-huh. he got a typical yellow american school bus i'm nice. sure you can picture it yep and he added a GE J79 jet engine from a McDonnell Douglas F4 Phantom II fighter jet. Hey, as you do. That's silly. And that seems silly. He managed to get that school bus to do 590 kilometers an hour. Fuck off. <laughs> Isn't that Where? The dumbest thing you've had at an um, abandoned runway. Yeah. You know. Five, how
0: much? 590. He's got to have put an aftermarket speeder on that bad boy. <laughs> you yeah. can't imagine the yellow it's school just bus speed that goes up to 600. Yeah, they doing s- like school bus drivers at like 60, looking at it like, surely not. Should I? Did die? it move?
1: <laughs> it's just like a tiny bit off the bottom. It's like, is that 60 or am I doing 50? Uh Yeah, insane amount of speed. Paul Stender sounds like just like a lunatic. And no one, it. yeah, no one died. No, seems like it went fine. Yeah, there's it's... a video of I don't know if it's of this record, but of the bus Hexing. launching. It's hell loud yeah i can imagine uh jet engine. two more yep the first ever bus first ever bus the, i mean there's probably like there's been carriages for like since we've had wheels right I assume but the so. first ever official bus company that had a route and picked people up and did its thing was in paris would like to guess the year 1746 again you're not far off 1662 oh, i'm pretty far off <laughs> <laughs> no but it, like you had i guess paris isn't that that old but you you went bad um Thanks. it was also started by Blaise pascal who's the famous mathematician and and philosopher who like nice. did a bunch of stuff with triangles who was like i guess bored from contributing advancements to science and math and was like and got I'm into start a small business <laughs> pick a bunch of people up yeah nice last fact the only triple decker bus in the world would you like to guess what it is the only triple decker bus Like, what do you mean, guess what it is? It's
0: a triple decker bus, like the model? Mm. Uh, Rolls Royce.
1: I guess it makes sense, that question, when I know the context. It was a stupid question to ask in hindsight. It's the night bus from Harry Potter. Uh, Um, It's not CGI. They actually had to build it. Really? They got two buses and sawed them in half and stuck them together. Nice but they couldn't drive it that far because London has too many bridges. So they keep, kept having to disassemble it, get it under the bridge and then reassemble it again. Oh, that's
0: so annoying. Surely you would just yeah. find a route that didn't have that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's only in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's probably yeah. like a couple of weeks and then there. Damn it. That's pretty cool yeah. though. And it, yeah, it's it's at, it's like drivable and it's on display somewhere in a Harry Potter world. It's like pretty cool nice. triple decker. You can go inside and like climb to the top. And... Yeah, sick. Great bus facts. Thank you. got a few minutes left. So Lloyd, I have some more things and it's entitled
0: Cunning Stunts. Ooh. I have things what people have done on and around the Tower Bridge. Stunt-wise. I hear it. Yeah. But just before we do that, in case you didn't know, this is also the title of a podcast, Cunning Stunts, by a bloke called David Holmes. Holmes? Hol- Holmes. David Holmes. Who was... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you just brought up Harry Potter. David Holmes was a young and very accomplished gymnast and stunt performer and was the main Harry Potter, so Dan Radcliffe's stunt double in all eight films wow very cool yeah unfortunately he had a serious accident rehearsing a stunt for the last film as and is now paralyzed like a serious accident
1: yeah i remember reading about this and like dan radcliffe obviously it sucks to be paralyzed much more than knowing someone who's been paralyzed but he like took it really hard and like felt terrible that it was basically like his role yeah yeah. and i think he's helped him out a lot with yeah um, loads so
0: they actually they're like great friends and they, I think, I don't think Dan's on it, like it's mostly run by this Dave guy, but Dan has featured on it um, and helped start this podcast called Cunning Stunts, where they interview stunt performers and people in the industry and stuff, which is pretty
1: cool. It's really cool. And I've heard like in Hollywood that stunt performers uh, like pay terribly, have terrible benefits and aren't recognized by any of the like award awards groups they don't have as any say, uh, categories for stunt performers uh, and there's good. like a ton of actors are like this is ridiculous and we should yeah, definitely, definitely do it
0: yeah uh so yeah like sad sad story but like pretty cool podcast i had a quick listen to one of them uh it's pretty interesting.
1: Oh, interesting you're not a podcast guy so that's i good. know it's
0: rough it was difficult for me but i did it mm. uh, and also side 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 fact while i was looking into this i was trying to google a little bit about it somehow one of the articles was mansworldindia.com oh. that like had an article on this podcast for when it launched and the quote is i just recorded this because it made me chuckle for all you podcast lovers we've got some good news for you The very woke and handsome Daniel Radcliffe has launched a new
1: podcast. (laughs) Very woke and handsome. I'd also say that I wouldn't call him very woke or very handsome. Yeah, but the very woke and handsome Dan Radcliffe. He's like probably a regular nice guy and he's just a regular looking guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Before this podcast goes on too long, I'm going to smash through some stunts 1912 nine short years after the Wright brothers successfully flew a plane for the first time for like 30 seconds and basically it just hovered a little bit some guy called Frank McLean flew his short Farman hydroplane between the road and the upper walkways of Tower Bridge and then proceeded to fly under a bunch of bridges along the Thames in a stunt he got a little bit cocky and on the way back a wind gust tipped him into the drink and he had to be rescued
1: (laughs) unfortunate this, ending but yeah. very cool beginning i thought it
0: was pretty cool but my main takeaway yeah. was that like after we invented the shittest plane ever nine years later we were genuinely flying airplanes around
1: i know and then we went to the moon like in the 60s yeah it's
0: ridiculous crazy so as i was reading this like wonder what else other cool stunts have been done turns out most of the stunts on tower ridge had been fly unders because <laughs> <laughs> it must a, be it's
1: a crowd pleaser
0: it must be such a juicy target from the air though like you're just like flying mm-hmm. over london and you're like ooh, i can make that I could do it.
1: It's like every game I've ever played where you're flying a plane. If yeah. you see a bridge, you're or like, I'm going to go a tunnel, through that. you're like I got to get yeah. through that
0: gap. So in 1919, Australian flight lieutenant Sydney Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine. Incredible name. Like Sydney cuz he's Australian and Pickles like it's because, all there. Because Pickles. Because Pickles. Sydney Pickles dives from a thousand foot and zooms through the gap in a seaplane. Authorities are then like not such a great idea and they outlaw flying under the bridge for safety which just makes everyone want it more in 1931 yeah. major christopher draper a world war one flying ace does the same thing in a puss moth monoplane don't know what that is sounds cool does two yeah. passes through the gap in protest at government's treatment of war veterans which got him off scot free <laughs> because he was like they were like Ooh, we outlawed this you shouldn't do it and then he made his case in like, a oh, okay fine um so he also
1: he'd... definitely wanted to
0: oh definitely And he had to just promise to be a good boy for 12 months after that. And then he did it again every 12 months until he died we'll get to that (laughs) so that was 31 in 1951 regular old chemist and dad frank miller was piloting a little single engine light aircraft plane so like just a joy flight with his 13 year old son on board and his 13 year old son basically points at the bridge and goes i reckon we should go through there go on dad go on you can do it go on dad you can do it and so he's like fine i can do it i'm gonna impress him and he he did it he went through the gap nice his son was like i'll even pay the fine it'll be fine it'll be great his 13 year old son yeah he offered the 35 shillings from his piggy bank savings if they were fined which i thought seems... the fine would have been a lot more than that let me i'm getting to that Lloyd. Oh, so... <laughs> that's all he had it uh, seems like a fun uh... bonding moment and afterwards the dad was like "Ah, oh, he wanted me to do it and he wanted it so bad that he offered all of his savings so i was like fuck it let's do it uh, but they were fined 100 pounds <laughs> so the kid was yeah. way in debt <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's still paying it off yeah side fact major draper this is a big episode for side facts i'm sorry but there's so many interesting things that i learned major draper who did the fly through in 31 in 1953 he does it again but since 31 he has been a busy boy his list of accolades over this 20 years includes work as a stunt pilot a stage and film actor a double agent spying on the nazis he meets hitler and he's an anti-submarine pilot and eventually a shopkeeper
1: Good lord. How many people do we read about that are like flying ace, actor, charming spy? Not a lot, but this guy. It's so annoying. Over his career, he logged
0: 17,000 flying hours in 73 different types of aircraft and apparently just fucking loved flying under bridges, (laughs) earning him the nickname the Mad Major. So in 1953, he's unemployed and again protesting government treatment of veterans after the last war. And impressively, rents a plane, flies under 15 of the 18 bridges along the Thames at 90 mile an hour, dodging a ship that's coming down the river. And he states afterwards, I did it for the publicity. For 14 months, I've been out of a job and I'm broke. I wanted to prove that I'm still fit, useful and worth employing. They tell me I can be jailed, possibly for six months. It was my last flight ever. I meant it as a spectacular swan song.
1: Oh, that's kind of sad yeah
0: he was fined only a nominal court processing fee and let go because everyone was like ah damn it it's the mad major he's so awesome
1: yeah that's probably it it's on my bucket list to get my small plane license but, but i we- am afraid that i'm not trustworthy <laughs> you would just immediately do something dumb i really think that like my first solo flight the guy on the radio would be like all right we're just gonna do a quick spin around and loop uh, de de right now <laughs> Yeah, fair enough.
0: So, that, I mean, that's that's jumping buses and stunts and cunning stunts and bridge facts and bus facts.
1: I still have Winston to go. Oh, my God.
0: Hit me. All right. It was in England and Winston was in England.
1: <laughs> Done. Eh, it's not that far off. Winston Churchill, he created the SOE, right? The Special Operations Executive during yes, the war, which basically over that. meant yes. that people could do whatever they want and founded things like the SAS. As part of that project, he, along with the exiled Norwegian government, who I believe were operating out of the UK, formed the Shetland bus, what? which is the link, which is in fact not a bus at all, but a series of converted Norwegian fishing trawlers. These fishing trawlers ferried Norwegian agents to and from Norway and aided in providing supplies to the front line and helping Norwegian agents and spies escape after being chased by the Gestapo. The Gestapo. Nice. I did learn about a fella called Larson. Steve. Larson is the most famous and successful member of this Shetland bus SOE operation. Awesome. He led 52 missions in the highest latitudes of European seas. Wow. Every single one of those missions during the 18 hours of darkness during winter because uh, they were secret. Yeah. He was awarded Britain's second highest decoration for valor, the Conspicuous Gallantry Medal. The Conspicuous
0: the f- Gallantry Medal.
1: Very That's cool. Cool uh, name. The first non-Britain to win it. He also won Norway's highest medal for valor, the War Cross, which he won three times. Damn. He won Britain's Distinguished Service Medal twice. He also won a Distinguished Service Cross and a Distinguished Service Order. All right, buddy. I know. Like Lassen. And he single-handedly saved 398 Norwegian lives. Awesome.
0: Genuine. He- hit. This, cool
1: this episode, full of genuine heroes. Very heroic. Yeah. The link to that is that this... Fleet was called the Shetland bus, and buses because they operated. We we're talking of, about they operated out of the, the Shetland part of.
0: Yeah. I think it was Scotland. Yeah, yeah, Shetland Islands. It's a, it's yeah. a wet, sad shithole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm aware, I haven't been. It's probably lovely when the sun's out one day. Yeah, <laughs> every other year. Full points. I'm feeling pretty mm. good. Full points. Thank you. Appreciate that. No worries. That's uh, that's it. That's that's giggle mugs episode three. Nice. Get get out of town. Thanks, y'all. Get let's. Does a the- threat? <laughs> you better take your ass out of town before I finish, before I toast you. Oh, that was before we started um, recording. That yeah, makes no it's sense it's a Pre-recording. Rob threatened me with toast.
1: <laughs>
0: take from that what you will. Thank you so much for listening. Send your complaints and any questions you have for Sean to gigglemugspodcast at gmail.com.
1: And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gigglemugspod. So, drop us a follow and interact with us there. And if you want to listen to the whole back catalogue, including the previous
0: Unintelligent Chat Show episodes, you can find us on all good streaming platforms where podcasts be. We would appreciate if you could uh, share us around and leave us a review.
1: That would help us out. And cheerio. Cheerio. I didn't like that. And Cheerio. I hated that too. Maybe I just don't like the way I sound. it to be something good.